And welcome to our listeners joining us from Western Australia. If you missed any of the first hour, including our chat with Scott Wooden, A-League Men's Round 6 review and the start of our Asian Cup previews, you can find them wherever you find your podcasts. Just search Global Game SEN. Yes, our Premier League update with Spencer Pryor. Thanks to Schnitz. Got that winning taste right now. Schnitz, handcrafted schnitzels made fresh, made just for you. How are you, Spen? I'm fantastic, Simon. And you and Broski, how are you guys keeping? Yeah, We're good, very, yeah. very good. And yet, a little bird tells me that uh, before we get on to the Premier League, you've left your role with Apia Leichhardt as uh, head women's coach. What's going on, mate? I have. I mean, we had a great season last year. Won the club championship, won the Premier League. So... Uh, We'll see what else is around the corner. It's um, it, brilliant club, brilliant journey, but uh, I think that, I think there's going to be a lot of changes there. They're going in a bit of a different direction, so it's okay. And um, yeah, just see what else is out there. Very cryptic, Spinner. Very cryptic. Uh, we'll move on. Yeah. Before we talk about the weekend games in the Premier League, uh, it's been announced in the last 24 hours that uh, they've just signed a new TV deal worth get this 6.7 billion pounds it's the largest ever sports deal in uk history it look it is a remarkable success story the premier league but does it once again perhaps accentuate the gulf between that league and the other european leagues financially which of course is driving this super league particularly on the continent it does and you know I, i agree with you that's that's the thing that's driving the clubs from overseas whether it's in italy or spain or germany that want to be part of that um for the premier league it uh, made some of the games at the weekend it is the best league in the world so all the players want to play in it um it it, it just it's it, it's it's the best league so everyone wants a bit of it it's a fantastic deal and you know it all it will just mean that the players will get paid more money, and they, and good luck to them. So, it, mate, I wish I was playing it when it was like the TV deals. <laughs> it, you, you only need one contract, but from a, from a player's perspective, it's fantastic. Um, the product is outstanding. It does show the gap, but you're right. The Super League is now something that everybody's got to really watch out for. And Spanner on the pitch, uh, Man City 3, Spurs 3, an incredible game. And um, apparently Ange had a, a good old spray at halftime to kick his side into gear. Um, mm. a, a, went looking at that game, a City more vulnerable you know, than you've seen them over the last couple of seasons? They've conceded 10 in their last four now. Do you know what, Bosky? It's not just them. I think, I think defending generally, and we could talk about it even going on to the Liverpool game, defending's like virtually non-existent now. And, you know, I, I think I think teams and Man City are getting a little bit exposed defensively. You, you look at Son's goal, right? Doc, Jimmy Docko's tracking him back. And he's almost playing as a centre-back. I don't understand why, you know, we, we've moved away from defenders pro, predominantly focusing on defending first and being super defensive-minded first. I'm not saying just kick it into Rose Ed like I used to, but <laughs> I, I just think I think defending is, uh, is is going out of the game a little bit. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to fault Man City for the way that they play and how attack-minded they are. And if the principle is if they score three, we'll score four, and you have that every week. 
again, that goes back to the TV. It was fantastic for the fans to watch. Um, and, and credit to Ange for the... the I, I, I don't want it to be that it's a dig at Man City for copping three goals at home. I'd rather praise Ange and Tottenham for the bravery and the way that they played. Absolutely. Tell you what, though, Mickey Droy wouldn't have that, would he, Spanner? Oh, um, you know the... that, Simon. <laughs> Mickey Droy, for younger listeners, was... Uh... Let's call him a no-nonsense central defender for Chelsea back in the 1970s, and he was Spencer's boyhood hero. Um, I want to ask you about the big uh, talking point of the game. Obviously, late on, City pushing for the winner. Uh, Simon Hooper, the referee, uh, failed to play an advantage when really he shouldn't have done. Now, my opinion on this, I I thought he got it wrong. I think a lot of people thought he got it wrong, but... City were incensed. They've been charged with misconduct. And leading the way was Erling Haaland. Now, I love Erling. Obviously, he's a City fan. He scored lots of goals. But I I think another thing that is indicative of the modern game, Spanner, I don't know if you agree, that all the talk in the post-game was not about a brilliant game of football or the fact that Erling Haaland missed an absolute sitter. It was the fact that Haaland was having a crack at the referee and the focus is all on him. I think we've got it a little bit the wrong way around. And I think VAR has exacerbated that uh, to a a huge degree. And we are now talking about referees every week. I mean, you know, everybody now calling for him to be dropped for next week or, you know, he's got to sit out a two, three-week suspension or whatever. I mean, nobody's saying that Pep Guardiola should drop Erling Haaland for missing an open goal, are they? And you're right that the focus has gone on to that, but... You know, it, it was it was a performance from him that was probably lacking his usual poke like instincts in terms of scoring. But no, and no one's going to hold that against him for a game. But everybody seems to be jumping all over him for, for what happened with him him firing up at the, the official. He did get it wrong. He he, he got it wrong. There's there, there's no evidence. And we can't say it was going to be a goal anyway and Jack Grealish was going to score. We, we don't know whether he scored or not, right? Mm. But you try if you try and take... You know, it, it's, it's the last minute of the game. Tottenham have just scored. Man City is still going to push for a winner and, and he's made a poor decision. Play, players are, players are, are, are emotional players. I'd, ra- I'd rather see emotional players and passionate players than players don't, that don't care. You know, if you look at Marcus Rashford's performance at the weekend, that's getting scrutinised at another level, saying he didn't try and he didn't run. I'd rather see a player with full of passion still, but there's a fine line between having passion and overstepping the mark. And it's just a shame that the focus has been on how he how he fired up at the official after the game. It's it's natural players. Players are, are, are playing with passion. You know, their testosterone pumping while, you know, in the game and the adrenaline. It's, it's hard. It is genuinely hard to control that. Um, and, and, yeah, off, off day on the pitch, wrong decision, you know, the way he conducted himself, but, but move on from it. Don't, don't hold it against him for too long. Um, I, I mean, I do wonder as well, Simon, I'd, I'd like to get... You've been covering the game for a lot longer as well, Spanner. You played as well. Do, I mean, have things gotten worse? I feel like it was... When I watch footage of, of you know, uh, football back in the day, players were always getting upset and going at referees. I don't think anything's 
changed or gotten worse. Uh, well, what's what's changed is the fact that the cameras are covering every single uh, decision in to the nth degree. And it's being yeah. analysed to the nth degree on television and radio and in newspapers afterwards. That's the thing that's changed. Right. I think back in the day, yes. I mean, referees say, have never been popular. No, never. And you could get away with saying a lot more, and Spanner, yeah. you'll tell you, back in the day than, than, than now. These days you can't, and, and for that reason, but I, I don't know. I don't think it's yeah. that. Well, I think Brosky, it's the coverage they're, they're talking, Brosky, You know, they're talking about potentially introducing a sin bin. Like... Teams are going to finish up with six and seven players on the pitch at any one time. I'll tell you what else they're talking about introducing, and that is uh, extending the powers of VAR. Goodness me. We're going to go on for about three hours, I think, every every Saturday night. Anyway, (laughs) let's uh, let's move on, Spanner. Talk about Liverpool. They got a 4-3 win over Fulham, another uh, seesaw game, only claiming the three points late on, thanks to Wataru Endo and Trent Alexander-Arnold again. Um, I guess their their performance uh, or the result is is the two big talking points, uh, and Alexis McAllister with, with a terrific goal as well. It was a wonderful goal. McAllister's was they're, they're the ones that either finish up hitting the corner flag if if you're me or Broski. Um, they do. <laughs> no, not you, Broski. Yours yours would have probably gone over the bar. Mine probably would have hit the corner flag. <laughs> I think, but it was it was a phenomenal strike, set up really nicely for him. They were all good goals. To be fair to Liverpool, I thought you know Alexander's winner. You know you've got you've got your right back playing almost as a an attacking midfielder on the left-hand side. It, it's, it, was, it was a great game of football. Uh, and again, a credit to the league. Liverpool didn't give up. You know, they, they just kept pushing and pushing. Want to credit Fulham for the way they played and made a real good go of it. And again, I just think, I think there was, particularly from, particularly from Liverpool, some, some pretty ordinary defending in and around the box that allowed Fulham to get the three goals. But, Again, they've come out with three points. They'll be pumped up for next weekend and, and they move on. So, yeah, big three points from that. And Arsenal as well, uh, a big three points for them with a narrow 2-1 victory over Wolves. Um, the mm. Gunners now unbeaten since their controversial loss at Newcastle. Are they far from finding full stride? I think they're getting better and better every week. And I genuinely think they will push Man City even further this year. It's... Um, it, it's it, they're, they're playing brilliantly. It, you know, they controlled the game up until they're trying to play out in their own box and Zinchenko gives it away. Good finish from Wolves. Made a bit of a game at, at the end, but Arsenal just looks... They look strong. They, they You know what? If there's one team that looks super strong defensively, it's Arsenal. I think he's got that... You know, he's got... Um, I won't say a defensive mindset first, but he's definitely got them probably as the best organised defensive team in the league right now. And and I, 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 I just think it's going to take a lot, real lot to stop Arsenal. Uh, one final one, Spenner. The biggest game on Saturday, Newcastle defeated Manchester United again. Of course, they beat them in the Carabao Cup as well. Uh, by all yeah. accounts, were fully deserving winners over Manchester United at the weekend. Um, they are looking as though they're pretty good things for the top four again, but... Uh, United, it just seems to be up and down, up and down, doesn't it? Well, they came, they had two away games and then they were going to be flying across to Newcastle, right? And that got, the plane got cancelled, so they had to get the bus for four hours on a game doesn't day. Doesn't help. That, <laughs> it really doesn't help. Um, and, and it might sound like an excuse, but that's a genuine one. 
Um, they they were pretty well organised in the first half, and everyone expect you know they were well organised, but they didn't have a shot. They literally, I think, they only had one or two players touch the ball in Newcastle's penalty box, and you know you I was watching the game and thinking that they're going to come out a bit more fired up for the second half, but I touched on it earlier. Rashford just wasn't tracking back. He just looked like he wanted to run forward. Newcastle came out absolutely pumped them for the first 10 minutes of the second half. Could have had two or three goals and it wouldn't have been, it probably wouldn't have been a, a, a wrong scoreline if it had finished three or four nil, but Man United looked well short, well short. And again, two back-to-back away games and then that trip, I think that probably took it out of them and Credit Newcastle again for the way that they, they, you know, they've had a brutal November. They had a very, very tough month. So, you know, onwards and upwards for Newcastle. They've got Tottenham and, or Everton first and then Tottenham both away games. So if they come out of those games with four points, I think they'll be in the mix again for top four. A lot of midweek games this week. Um, elsewhere at the weekend, uh, Bournemouth 2, Aston Villa 2. Villa taking on Man City uh, during the week. That'll be a tough game for City as well at Villa Park. At the bottom, Sheffield United thumped 5-0 by uh, fellow relegation strugglers Burnley. And they sacked Paul Heckingbottom on Monday. Chris Wilder, the hot favourite to return. And Everton defeated Nottingham Forest 1-0. Uh, and they're just two points now away from escaping that bottom three again. Uh, we'll have to leave it there this week. Spanner, thanks so much. Speak to you next week. Thanks, mate. Very good, guys. Goodbye. That's Spencer Pryor with our Premier League update. Thanks to Schnitz, home of fresh, golden, handcrafted schnitzels. And a reminder, you can listen to the Premier League all week long on SEN. Midweek action in the Premier League this week. Wednesday, it's Luton against Arsenal from 7am. Thursday, Man United-Chelsea also at 7 then this weekend, Saturday night, Sunday morning, Palace against Liverpool, Man U, Bournemouth and Aston Villa and Arsenal. Then on Monday, Luton against Man City and Tottenham against Newcastle. All those games available across the SEN network via the SEN app.